Welcome to the L&D Career Club podcast, where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the L&D career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an L&D career, business, and executive coach, and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless, energizing, and engaging L&D career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. If you're here to find your first L&D role, move up the L&D ladder, or land that high-level L&D role you've been dreaming of, welcome to the club. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the L&D Career Club podcast. As usual, I am so happy that you're here spending some time with us today And if you're listening to this when it goes live, it is Tuesday the 28th, so hello, happy Tuesday. And tomorrow, Wednesday the 29th, we are kicking off the last ever live program uh, for Nail Your L&D Niche and the last program that we're going to do outside of the L&D Career Club. So I'm going to do a podcast episode probably in the next week or so, uh, week, two weeks, maybe a bonus episode. We'll see talking about all the changes, the amazing changes happening inside of the L&D Career Club uh, and some ways to join before the prices go up in December. Uh, I think I've mentioned it on here, but Right now, we've moved the membership from six months to a year because not only do we want to support you in finding and landing your new role, but also support you as you transition into it. No matter if you're getting into L&D for the first time or you've been in it before, we all need that support, that mentorship, that guidance as from an external perspective when we are getting in a new role and having that sense of community that will help transition us in there. And we're providing that inside of the Career Club. So super excited about that. Um, but like I mentioned, we are doing doing the last live program. We're doing Nail Your L&D Niche, which is always a fan favorite. It is the first live program I ever did. Uh, so we have continued to iterate it and it's just it's just my favorite. I, it's my baby. I love it. And it's going to help you figure out what the right role at the right company looks like for you. It's not just about picking a, a job or a job title or a specific role or function even. It's so much more than that. It's about being able to figure out what your skills are, your interests are, your values, where they intersect, and what that means for your next role, and how you create a blueprint, having that as your North Star. So we are kicking that off tomorrow, Wednesday the 29th. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday, it is not too late to join. We have our live session on Wednesday the 29th, and we are doing this so different than I've done um, any programs in recent history. We are doing five live sessions. So uh, between Wednesday the 29th and December 15th, we are doing, uh, like I mentioned, five live sessions they're going to be workshop style. So we're going to spend the first half of the session uh, going through a little mini training, an opportunity for you to actually workshop parts of your niche. And then the last half of the uh, each live session is going to be live Q&A, live coaching. So you're going to have an opportunity to get live coached by me. Um, you're also going to be joined by my co-coach, Taryn, who I'm so excited to bring in and help us facilitate this program. It is absolutely amazing. And yeah, we're going to have so much fun in there. And you're going to walk away with a ton of clarity, which is all we need going into a new year. I cannot believe uh, in just a few short days, it's going to be December. So uh, if you really are looking to hit the ground running in the new year, land that new job, uh, you need to have the clarity to do that and know what the right role at the right company looks like for you. So um, feel free to join us. We'd love to have you. The link is in the show notes. You can also DM me on LinkedIn if you want the link there. Uh, You can go to theovernighttrainer.thinkific.com. You can access it there. And yeah, let's do this. I'm so excited. 
Um, okay, on to today's episode, which actually is we're going to talk a little bit about niche work because I had a different episode planned. I wanted to talk about uh, certifications. I know I have some podcast episodes about that already, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper, almost do like a, a, a level two of that episode. And that one will come out. Don't worry. <laughs> That's coming. Um, but this topic that we're talking about today has come up a lot. Um on my LinkedIn, it's come up a lot. Um, I had someone co- uh, comment on one of my posts today, actually. So I'm recording this on Monday the 27th um, at 4.54 p.m. So that's how <laughs> I had something totally different planned for y'all today. Um, but I feel like this conversation needs to be had um, quickly and as soon as possible. So we pivot. We make changes. So one of the things that have been coming up a lot is this idea of people needing to find just any job. And I say that in a couple different ways. One is I'm seeing a lot of people who've been out of work for a while who are feeling the desperation. Um, And what I want to say too, and I've talked about this in the podcast before, I talked about this on my layoff episode. Um, My husband was laid off this year. Um, It is November 27th. He was laid off on January 18th, the day before my birthday. Um, And he is just starting his brand new role on December 4th. So I personally know like at my core, while it didn't happen to me, it happened to my household and happened to my family. And I know what it feels like and what it looks like to be laid off for an extended period of time. Um, So I want to preface this by saying, for those of you that are in that situation, I I, I know. So I'm not coming from a place of like, oh, well, it must be nice. Like, or that must suck, right? It's I've, I've like literally, I'm still experiencing it. He doesn't start his new job for another week, right? So I'm still in, in the throes of it um, and working towards obviously getting getting through that. So whether you've been on a layoff um, or you are in a really toxic situation or situation where you feel like you have to get out of your job right now, maybe you're not in a position to necessarily leave it and not, not work at all. And so these have been coming up around this idea of like the, the breaking point, right? The desperation point. And it's been coming up a lot because my posts over the last couple of weeks have really been all around finding your niche. I'm gearing up for the program that we have on Wednesday. And I'm getting a lot of messages, especially on posts where I'm talking about not throwing spaghetti at the wall and not doing the spray and pray method, not just taking anything that comes your way, uh, not just you know applying to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jobs and hoping that something sticks, not you know counting on the law of averages where people will falsely tell you the more jobs you apply to, the more interviews you'll get. Right. So I'm I'm a lot of my content has been around that. And so the message I've been getting from a lot of people is like, but what if I've been out of work for eight months, 11 months, 12 months? What if I'm in a toxic situation and I like need to get out? Uh, Shouldn't I just apply to as many things as possible and hope that I get something? And I get it. Again, I'm going to tell you, like my husband was just out of work for a long time. Uh, I understand how that feels. And and I also understand what it feels like to work in a really toxic work environment. My last full-time job before I started the overnight trainer and before I started Good Learning and all these podcasts and my business was incredibly toxic. I was a shell of a human. You wouldn't recognize the person that I am today. I didn't recognize the person who I was there. I was living with, I think imposter syndrome is probably the 
a, a kind way to put it. Um, I felt buried under like an imposter rock, an imposter boulder stuck in an imposter cave. Uh, I was made to believe that I was less than, that I wasn't smart, that I wasn't capable, that my experience wasn't worth anything, that who I was as a person really wasn't worth anything. And um, that was very damaging in many, many ways. And so I get it. So if you are in a toxic work environment, if you've been laid off, if you are feeling that desperation, I want you to know that I have personally got And I'm here today to talk to you about why we shouldn't just spray and pray when it comes to applications and hope for the best and throw spaghetti at the wall because all of those acts of desperation will only, all those acts of desperation will will really only call in more desperation. So when you are desperate, you're going to attract more desperation. And a lot of this is mindset work, but a lot of it is strategy. And I'm not going to talk too much about the mindset piece today. It is an important part of it, but I, I really want to talk about like what what is it that you do when you are feeling that intense desperation that you just have to find something or you just have to get out of where you are. And so there's one phrase that I actually hate because um, <laughs> growing up, my like this is a, fr- a phrase. Okay, I'm also like completely unedited here because this this is just like me fr- free talking to y'all. I don't even have any any notes or anything. But I'm gonna say the phrase that I hate, and I'll tell you why I hate it. So <laughs> the phrase I hate is trading the devil you know for the devil you don't, and I don't like living by that phrase because I think a lot of people will then stay with the devil they know for fear that there's the devil they don't know out there, right? So I think there's a couple ways you can look at it. And growing up, you know, I've always I've seen my family not take risks or not. Um, you know, make make decisions or do something that, you know, could have a big payoff, but again, is risky because of that devil you know versus a devil you don't. And so and I, so that's 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 why I don't like that phrase. In this situation, I like to look at it on the other side where what happens is is you know this devil so deeply, right? You're in this toxic work work environment and Getting out of it, many people don't realize they put themselves in the exact same situation somewhere else, right? The devil they don't know. And now they're in the exact same situation. It's a toxic work environment or they're laid off again, whatever it may be. And now they don't even know, right, like anything additional about that company, right? There's no way to really navigate it as much. And so I think it's really important to keep in mind that when you are thinking about making a jump, so these are people who are in that kind of toxic environment or that desperate, that desperation, jumping for the sake of jumping might not actually solve your problem. So I think it's really important to think about that. And I always think back to my like sales and customer service days where like one of the tenets of our training was not just to throw money at a problem, right? Like if someone's, I worked in real estate sales. So like if someone's dishwasher was broken, well, throwing them $100 or $250 off their rent isn't going to make their dishwasher work, right? It's not clean. It's not cleaning their dishes for them. And that's what happens like when we think about, oh, I need to get out so badly. I'll just take anything and I'm going to like I'm going to put everything out there and just hope something sticks. And the first thing that comes, I'm going to take it. Well, that doesn't actually that most likely in many cases will not actually solve your true problem, especially if you're trying to get out of a toxic work environment or a micromanaging boss or if you are um 
you know, just really unhappy or going through imposter syndrome or being beaten down, you know, in some way, shape or form at your job. So I think it's really, really important for those of you that are feeling that desperation of I have to get out of here and I have to get out of here now. When you think about it of like the jumping for all at all costs, like there is a cost that can be associated with it. And so again, remember jumping for the sake of jumping might not actually solve your problem. In fact, you could be putting yourself in the exact same problem, just in a different location, in a different scenario. So I think it's really, really important that you sit with yourself and really think about that of that desperation, right? If that desperation is only going to bring in more desperation. It's only going to call in and attract roles that are seeking that desperation. And a lot of times, I think about it in relationships, right? Like it's your your job is a relationship. And when you haven't done that healing in yourself and you are feeling desperate, right, you're going to attract someone who likes that desperation, who's going to use that desperation, who's going to manipulate that desperation. And that exists in the corporate culture too. So I really want you to think about that as you're considering making that jump and using the approach of just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks and applying and applying and applying and applying and applying um, and taking kind of whatever comes your way because whatever comes your way may not and honestly will likely not solve the real problem here. And so my people, especially, again, I'm like a little unhinged today because I'm just going off of, uh, of memory here, but, you know, especially a lot of my, a lot of, of people who I've been talking to on LinkedIn who are leaving education, right? They're feeling that it's a, t- a very toxic work environment, which it is. I'm going to point blank period that there's a lot of toxicity there. But leaving edu- education doesn't mean you won't fall into a toxic workplace. Workplace. So like there are tons and tons and tons and tons of corporate workplaces that are toxic. And, you know, this is why knowing your niche is even more important, especially if you're in a toxic work environment, because you have to take the time to get super clear and not let your desperation blind you. It really is like desperation is rose colored glasses. And you look at it and say, oh, okay, that's something new. That's different. That's that's not where I am right now. So that looks great. And then you take the glasses off and you realize, you know, it's it's a, a, a what is it? Oh, they say a, a wolf, in, wolf in sheep's clothing, right? So you, you having you've got to take those rose colored glasses off, and so it's also really important when you and I talk about this in the toxic workplace uh, episodes. I did like I said a whole podcast on how I uh, left my toxic work environment, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later on in this episode too, because I want a couple of points I want to get to, but. It's also really important to make sure that like you understand like what does toxic mean to you? Because what toxic means to you can be something totally different than what toxic means to someone else. And so when you actually sit with yourself and say, okay, here's the environment that I'm in. Here is what values of mine. This is part of the niche work that we do. Here's what values of mine have been compromised. Here's what values of mine have been crushed, right? Here here is what here, here is where I'm not able to to live up to my skill set, utilize my skills, amplify my values. The more that you're clear on that, the more that you'll realize what a toxic work environment looks like to you. Because yes, there's the blanket toxic work environment, right? Where you're being beaten down, where you're being manipulated, where you're being, you know, used and abused and all of those things, right? So there's like your, your standard stuff. But at the same time, what one person might think is a micromanaging boss, the other person might see as someone who's incredibly supportive, right? So again, 
it's really important for you to understand. It's like when they say what one person's trash is another person's treasure. Same thing when it comes to toxicity. Like one person's toxic work environment is someone else's ideal work environment. Um, I think I've personally experienced that, right? I think about my last company and, and working there and how awful it was for me. In all honesty, it was so incredibly toxic. But I know people who are still there, who still love their jobs there, who love the company. And it doesn't make them bad people. We just have a different set of core values and what it is we look for in our careers. And what's toxic to me is not toxic to them. And that's okay, right? That is okay. But by not really understanding what toxicity actually looks like for you and not just like, oh, they do this. Okay, that's that's great. But really understanding what core values of yours are being broken, are being you know misused, are not being amplified, that are being, um, yeah, that are just are that are, are just being diminished. That is a really important part of this work because if you don't know what those values are, then it's very likely that when you just jump ship to go somewhere else, if you have not defined what those are and really understand what it looks like and feels like to be able to go to a company and amplify your values, you are going to be in the exact same situation that you're in right now. And the sad thing is this can become a cycle. And y'all, positivity is my number two strength in Strength Finders. Okay, I don't like recording this episode, uh, but I think it's a I think it's a harsh truth episode, which I don't have very many of. Uh, I like to believe, but you can get caught up in this cycle, and you can really, really get stuck in it forever. I have seen, I know people who are stuck in this cycle, and who have been for decades, decades. They go from place to place to place. Because they are they are unhappy at one, they go to another place. It's no different. They're unhappy there. They go somewhere else. They're unhappy there. And five years goes by, ten years goes by, fifteen years goes by, twenty years goes by, and they're repeating the cycle over and over again. It is a cycle. And the more that you fuel desperation into that cycle, the stronger it becomes, and the harder it is to get out of it. And I'm going to say it again, when you are desperate, you will attract roles that seek desperation, that will use desperation, that will manipulate your desperation, that will work your desperation. And that is not the type of roles that you want to get. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you are not that person. And so, you know, I think about a former client that I had of mine and we, this is a couple of years ago now, and right before we started working together, she was joining a, a group program I had at the time. And right before we started working together, she was in higher education, incredibly toxic work environment, absolutely hated it, um, was just so ready to leave, was so mistreated. And she kind of did the spray and pray approach and took the first role that got offered to her. And it was interesting because she got that role actually right when we were starting the group coaching program. So it was interesting. Uh, and she very, very, very quickly that found out that she went from the devil she knew to the devil she didn't. And there was no difference in culture, in toxicity. In, there was basically just a, a difference in her title, uh, essentially. And so she left education, got into corporate, and there really was no difference. And so we worked together to help her find a role where there was alignment, where it felt really good, where she was up for promotion after six months. Um, you know, so I, I think it's really important to keep that in mind that you could easily be in the same position if you let desperation win. So you, there's no crystal ball, right? None of us have that. Trust me, if I did, I'd be a bajillionaire, right? So there's no crystal ball, but what I can tell you is the more desperate you are, the more you will attract roles that seek that desperation. And I'm going to say that probably a couple of times during this podcast because it is very, very, very true. When you put that energy out, we all know what it's like to be on the receiving end of desperation. 
We all can feel it, right? It's like a sense. It's like a, a spidey sense, right? So companies who like that in you, right, they are going to exploit that in you as well. And you're going to be back in that same spot. So I want to encourage you just to be really cautious about that. So Okay, that's like the hard stuff. It's like 20 minutes of hard stuff. I'm really sorry, <laughs> but it is true. And I really want to get that out there um, because I you can break the cycle. So to switch gears for a second, like you have the power to break that cycle. And some of the things I'm going to tell you might seem counterintuitive. And we love that. We love counterintuitive ways of thinking because they are going to help us break that cycle. So if you're feeling a desperation is winning right now, let's take a beat. Let's take a pause. Um, and we want to try to break that cycle. So first and foremost, I, I talk about I talk about this with my clients a lot too, especially those who are in that desperation, which many are. Um, whether you're, you are trying to leave a role and need to get out as quickly as possible, again, whether you are you've been out of work for a really long time and you're like, I'll just take anything. Um, that mindset, right, is a really important mindset to try to start shifting. It doesn't happen overnight, but. I think it's really important to to pause for a second and to really ask yourself if you need to play what I like to call the short game or the long game. And the short game, you know you need to play the short game when your mental health is suffering, your physical health is suffering, um, your financial health is suffering, um, right? It's a short game. It's like where you need to get out now. Um, you need to get out, you need to get out now, or you need to find something, you need to have some some income coming in. And you know, you are more open right, to what those opportunities are. And at the same time, you still want to make sure that you're being really conscious and intentional about it too. And so you want to be thoughtful about it because there's a big possibility that you could end up somewhere else in the, or in the exact same position, right? So the more that you panic apply, the longer you're going to be panicking. So if you need to leave and you need to leave right now, your short-term plan, right, is what I would suggest is rather than focusing solely on what's the next full-time job I can find and sign me up for that and let let me put all my effort and emphasis into that, I would encourage you to do a couple of things and figure out a couple of things. One is first figure out like how much money do you need? So that's a really important question to ask yourself. And a lot of clients, when they are in that mode of like, I need to get out, I need to get out now, or I need a job and I need it now. Um, and I ask them, okay, like how much money do you need to live? Like not even just like survive, but like to live as well. So I want you to, you know, there's there's a difference there. And a lot of them don't actually have that answer. So really calculating, okay, like when I look at my rent or my mortgage, or I'm looking at my food expenses, my subscriptions, my, you know, whatever it may be, like my health care, whatever those things are, my self-care, how much money do you need to, to live on a monthly basis? And that's important to know because it allows you to get then creative with how you're making that money. And so I have some clients who, in all honesty, rather than spraying and praying and hoping they find just some any job that they'll take, they maybe do some DoorDash or they find a contract role or they do some work maybe they've done in the past that is easier for them to get 
get work, um, you know, through some consulting work or through some project-based work. And that allows them to bring in the money that they need to live. Um, and again, not to survive, but to live while they can then focus on playing the long game. So the short game is I need to get out, I need, I need, or I need income right now or a combination of those both. And the long game is saying, hey, what role is actually going to align with my skills, my interests, my values? What is going to actually give me energy because your job should give you energy Con like contrary to popular belief that you should come home and be exhausted every day um it is possible and probable my clients feel this way that their jobs give them energy that they're doing that they're they're tapping into the skills that they enjoy utilizing and the more that they're able to reach that work is actually recharging their battery it is possible and probable for those of you who are listening to this episode so that's the long game, right? That's the ideal. I don't think anyone wants to be somewhere where they hate their job. I don't think anyone wants to be somewhere where they're getting underpaid. I don't think anyone wants to be somewhere where they're, you know, overqualified. I don't think anyone really wants to be somewhere where they are being depleted every single day. So that's the reality. And so the long game is to find that job that's going to align with your skills, your values, going to pay you what it is that you are worth, it is going to recognize what it is you are worth. It's going to provide you with the advancement opportunities that you want. It's going to give you the the benefits, the healthcare, the maternity leave, the whatever it is, right? Like it's that that ideal job. It's the right role at the right company. So that's the long game, right? We want to play that. And by long game, I don't mean that's like six years down the line, right? Long game just means anything that's not right now. Your long game could be a 45, like in 45 days, in 90 days, in, you know, three months from now, which is 90 days. Um, it could be, your long game could be six months, right? So any, like any game, the long game doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to take you a long time to do it. The long game means where are you going to be for a long time? And again, that can change too, obviously, uh, depending on how long you want to be there. But like, it really just means like you're playing the, you're, you're in it to win it, right? Versus I'm in it to survive, at the moment. So short game is like, I'm in it to survive. Long long game is like, I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to, to be somewhere, to be settled somewhere, to feel good about the work that I'm doing, to have that impact, to be paid fairly, to be paying, you know, be paid my value, have advancement opportunities, et cetera, et cetera, like what I just said before. So when it comes to the short game, the short game should really give us the space, the time, the energy, the money to then be able to focus on the long game. But what happens is a lot of people will say this. I should be recording my facial expressions right now, but I'm not. A lot of people will say, I just need to find anything and then I can try to find another job after that. And here's the thing. When you just try to find anything and that anything is a full-time job that is 40 hours per week, and especially if you're coming into a desperation energy and they're going to possibly exploit your desperation, um, and working, maybe working more than 40 hours per week, it becomes increasingly, increasingly harder to find the time, the energy, right, the space to now play the long game and look for that role. And I tell my clients that often, like if you are, like you have to remember that just taking anything means that it's taking a lot of time, energy, resources away from the long game. So you have to really ask yourself, what is it like what is it that's going to actually help me get closer to the long the long game and i've had many clients who have had to again they're laid off and they need some cash and like i have a client right now who has been laid off and so now she, like rather than just taking any 
job that comes her way, she's doing some freelance consulting work. She's doing some hourly work for another L&D professional. Um, I actually have two two clients right now who, who are doing that, and who are both laid off. And so again, rather than taking just any full-time role that they are most likely overqualified for and that will underpay them and take up 40, 50 hours of their week, they are they figured out what is it that I need to live and how do I now find opportunities and pivot my focus to that, right? So that's the reality too. It's you have to make, there is a fork in the road. The road comes back together, I promise. But the fork in the road when you have to play that short game is is saying, okay, I need to now just focus on the short term. I need to focus on getting out of where I am or bringing income in. What does that look like for me? How much do I need? What are the skills I want to utilize? How can I do that? Can I reach out to people who I know are doing things in this space that might need some help with some contract work? Can I look on LinkedIn jobs and look under the contract or temporary section? Uh, There's tons of other websites that have that too. Indeed, Ladder, L-A-D-D-E-R, flex jobs, right? Flex jobs is great. It has hybrid jobs, part-time jobs, right? Do I, again, like I mentioned before, do I do DoorDash? Do I, uh, you know, babysit or nanny? Like there's no, there is no, no shame in that game, right? And I'll say that doing those things can sometimes be even more admirable because it's giving, still giving you the time and the space to be able to focus on your career transition. So that's the really important thing to ask yourself is if I take this, if I, if I do the spray and pray approach and something comes my way and I take that, will it actually give me the long, like will it give me the opportunity to do the long game? Or am I going to be doing this now for another year, two, three, four, five years? I'm going to be playing, I, I, I sprayed and prayed and I got this one opportunity, but now I'm not going to have the energy or the time to be able to focus on that long game for me. So yeah, there's a lot going on, right? Like I, like I said, it's an unhinged episode because I'm just here just chatting with you all as if we were in real life, um, which would be so fun. I really hope. I was, that's my like 2024 plan is to like, how can I get us all together? Um, all several thousands of you that are listening to this every week. <laughs> we got to figure out a way. Um, but yeah, so again, unhinged, but you get a real life look into what's going on in my brain because it's counterintuitive, right? I know you feel I need something, I need something now. So like, let me just put everything out there, cast that wide net. But, you know, it's like thinking about it, thinking about like literally casting a net like in the ocean, the wider the net, the more like crap you're going to bring in. And that's the same thing. Like when it comes to, to finding your job, like the wider the net you cast, the more shit you have to cipher through. And it's just annoying and it's frustrating. And it's like, it's debilitating and it's demoralizing to have to continuously do that to yourself. And that desperation cycle will continue. So I really, really encourage you to think about like, do I have to, like, am I in a position right now where I have to play the short, like the short game, right? So again, the short game is my mental health is suffering. My physical health is suffering. My financial health is suffering. I need, I need a, I need a change. It's not any change though, right? So I need a change and I need it now, not just any change. So like that's a really important distinction to make because you could be going from the devil you know to the devil you don't. So I really want you to think about that. Now, there are then there's the long game. So if you are feeling that way, 
amazing. We now know we're going to focus on the short game. And that short game is how can I live right now? What do I need to live? What do I need to, you know, again, not just survive, but live. Uh, And what are my options for doing that? And how do I now pivot my search to be able to focus on that and still thinking about the skills that I want to utilize and the interests that I have and seeking out opportunities that might be, again, non-conventional that still helps you do that. So, or that just pays the bills, right? Like that just pays, pays the bills in a way that's not going to take away from time, energy, resources that you have to focus on the long term. Now, you might be thinking, okay, I really hate where I work right now. <laughs> like It's really toxic. Um, or I have been laid off and it really freaking sucks. Um, but I want to, like, I want my next move to be the long, the long game. And that's great too, right? There's no wrong answer here if the short game or the long game works better for you. So the question becomes, right, like, do I have the tools and capacity to stay? And if so, like, how much longer can I make it? So same thing in your, like, if it's your toxic work environment, really asking yourself, like, do I have the tools and the capacity to stay here while I look for my for my long game? And how much longer can I make it? And I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I did a whole podcast episode about how I left my toxic work environment. So this was years ago because I left in January of 2021, and it's November of 2023. Um And so I knew for me, though, like I wasn't looking for a short, the short game that I knew my next move was going to be this business was going to be the overnight trainer. I had already started it. I had already been making money. I had already had like a lot of client success. Um, But I it was I wasn't ready to take it to take it full time. And so I knew I also wanted to get my bonus (laughs) at my job, um, which I knew would float me for a little bit, too. And so I knew I didn't want to just jump into something for the sake of getting out of where I was. And like I mentioned, I was, it was so toxic. Like I still, like I'm thinking about it now and like I'm getting emotional. Like I get teary about it of like how much I lost myself working there and how little I thought of myself and just what it did to my physical health, my mental health, what it did to my relationships. It just, you know, it can really consume you. And, you know, for me, Oh my god, I'm got I actually am getting emotional. <laughs> oh, all right, we're on a wild ride today. Um, you know, everything that I had always seen as a strength of mine were all things that were turned against me. And so when you're told that who you are at your core is just not good enough or not right, right? That will do a lot to you. Um so with that said, though, I knew, even though it was very toxic, even though I was a shell of of who I am right now, um, I knew I didn't want to jump just for the sake of getting out of where I was. And so, you know, I I quiet quit before it was actually a thing, before before quiet quitting had a name. Um, I had been quiet quitting for a hot minute. Uh, and, you know, so I, I was quiet quitting. I protected my energy. I focused on what I was in control over versus what I why wasn't, and I did a lot of work to reconnect with who I was, um, even if it wasn't who my former employer wanted me to be. And one of the exercises that I did every single day, and I talk about this inside of that episode, so I'll link to that in the show notes too. I'm all sniffly now. I'm literally sitting here alone in my office talking to you all and like crying. Uh, but 
every day I practiced a visualization exercise where I imagined that I had a bubble around me as as a shield, essentially. And any ever I did this every single morning for months and months and months. It was probably from, let's see, probably like September through February and I left so September, October, November, December, January. So at least five months. I mean, granted, I wish I would have had this. My coach, my business coach had shared this with me, this exercise with me. But man, I wish I had it before because I think it would have been super, super helpful. But I imagine there's a bubble around me. There's a shield around me. I did this every single morning. Like, I, like, I sat down at my desk. I like just imagined that I had this like shield, this bubble around me. And anything that pissed me off, made me feel less than, anything that was hurtful to me, anything that was a dig to my character, anything that annoyed me. Like as the day went on, I literally, as those things were happening, I imagined them just bouncing off the shield, bouncing off the shield, bouncing off the shield. And so... I practiced a lot of that and I had tools and I had the capacity to stay. And that's okay if you do not. So I want to, again, if you need to play the short game, your physical health, your mental health, your you know financial health, all of the above, right? Like if those things are suffering and you're feeling like I got to go, I got to go now. Uh, again, it's not about just taking anything. It's taking like it's taking it's getting out, but not for the sake of anything. It's playing that short game. But if you say, okay, I don't want to play the short game. I want my next move to be like the move for me and I can muster up however amount of time that was. I knew for me, like I knew I probably couldn't make it to like a six month mark, right? So it was like five five months right there. I knew, and, and I'll tell you, uh, I, I knew for sure when January 6th happened and we were in a meeting and they were like, oh, let's just go back, like back to work or continue on with this meeting. And I was like, what the, what? Like what? Like, hello, like what's going on here? Um, like, and it's business as usual. I'm like, it is not business as usual. And I just realized how much of a value misalignment in that moment. So I knew in that moment, I was like, I don't have much time left. Like I got, I, like I, my bonus is coming in like 15 days and then like I am peace out of here. I got to figure I you know, I got to I got to get out. Right. So like I knew I didn't have much time, but I knew I wanted to play the long game. Right. So it's like it really is thinking about that. And so I really had to rev up my shield, like my shield around me turned from like, you know, a nice plexiglass to like bulletproof, shatterproof glass, um, like like with like reinforced with like steel, reinforced with like, you know, a moat around it. Right. So like I really had to I, I really had to up the ante on my on my shield there. But again, I want you to think about like how much longer can you make it? Thinking about the tools and the capacity that you have and how much longer you can make it. And then you can backwards engineer, right? You can think about, all right, I, I've got I've got 90 days left of this like in me. What does that look like for me? And then what is the most important is to find your niche. And whether that, I have a million podcast episodes on this. Like you all could just honestly search niche L&D niche and a million of my podcast episodes will come up. Of course, we're doing this inside of a live program if you want to join us. But there's oh, there's just so much content I put out there around niche because this part, honestly, it's like it's some of the deepest work that you'll do, but it's the, it's the most impactful. And the more that you can get clear on who your niche helps you figure out who you are. It's not just about like, oh, I want to be this. It's like, no, who am I? What skills do I have? What interests do I have? What values do I have? Who am I as a human who is looking for a job, who wants to be productive in society and in the workplace and create impactful learning? Y'all, I'm like losing it right now. My hands are like flying everywhere, right? But the niche work is about figuring out you, like who you are and and who you are is who you want to be in your next role and where you want to go. Like you want to be able to bring your most authentic self. 
Um, I think I just saw that Merriam-Webster authentic is like was the word of the year is the word of next year whatever it may be but it's so and I was so happy to see that because there is no separation anymore between our home life and our work life right like oh I mean there is obviously but who we are in it right so being able to bring our most authentic selves and the more that you are in desperation the more that you're in panic the more that you're like I just got to get out of here the 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 deeper the divide is between your authentic self and the self you're putting out there and again you're going to attract what all those all those experiences and opportunity that don't want your authentic self, that want your panic, that want your desperation, right? They're going to feed off of that. That is true. That exists. Rather, what you want to focus on is who you are, right? The impact you want to have, the skills you want to utilize, the interests that you have in the space that you want to continue to explore in your next role, that a, your next role will support you in, 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 in diving into it, right? Into learning more about it. The values that you have, that you hold dear, that you want to amplify in your next role. I know for me, when I left my full-time role and I worked um, I worked in consulting for a little bit too, again, I was just kind of test- testing things out. Um, that was so important to me. And I found an organization that I was consulting through whose values not only matched mine, but I was able to amplify them. And I was able to bring my whole unique self and authentic self to that too. So again, I know it's a unhinged, rambling episode, but it's from the heart. Um, and I again, it's from the heart because I know, I know what it's like to be somewhere. Oh my God, I'm getting a commercial again. <laughs> I'm not editing out any of this, by the way. Um, I know what it's like to be somewhere and just like feel so terrible about yourself and who you are. Um, and if you're listening to this, like I know, like you're listening to this because you're a great person and because you're good at what you do um, and you're a purpose-driven person and you want to grow. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you you have that confidence inside of you, even if you don't feel it. Like you you're choosing to develop yourself. You're choosing to listen to this. Like that tells me that you have it inside of you. Um, we just need to pull it to the top. Oh my god, y'all! I'm crying. <laughs> um, I'm saying this from experience. You know, I know what it's like to work somewhere. I also know what it's, what, what it's like to work somewhere and just feel on top of the world and to feel energized and to feel supported. Um, and because I've had both those experiences personally and in the L and D space, I. I want to guide you towards those other ones, right? Towards the ones that make you feel good, that energize you, that support you, that lift you up, that, you know, just allow you to be authentically you. And it's such a special place to be. And there's so many opportunities out there that will allow you to do that. I promise you, they are out there. You just have to pause for a sec. I want you all to pause. If you're feeling that desperation, I want you just to pause. Just pause. Just pause. And then I want you to check in with yourself and think about which game am I playing here? You can't play the short game and the long game at the same time. You can't, it will will destroy you. (laughs) It'll absolutely destroy you. But you can focus and you can pivot if you need to and say, hey, I need to play the short game right now. I need to figure something out in the meantime that is going to support me to survive and live (laughs) and allow me the opportunity to still focus on the long game or... So I'm like smacking my mic around. So pause and decide on that or say, hey, do I have the tools and the capacity to stay where I am, wait it out or stay in my situation, right? So if, again, if you might be laid off with my husband, I mean, it's been a really hard year financially for us. I mean, he is the steady, was the steady income earner. I work for myself. I run two businesses. Some months are great. Some months are terrible. 
That is just the reality of running running your business. It's not you know growth month after month after month after month all day long. It's the it's the true reality. And this year has been the hardest year in my business personally. And on top of that, my husband losing his job. And there were many points where he could have just taken something, anything. And we had some real conversations about that. And I told him I support him playing the long game. And it was really hard for us financially to do that. But now he's starting a new job on Monday. I just, oh my God, I cannot keep crying on this podcast. Um, And they're so excited to have him. Like they, the recruiter called him after his first interview with the hiring manager and called him immediately and said, I just want to let you know that you really impressed him. And I haven't, I haven't seen that reaction from this hiring manager before. And like that meant so much to my husband. And it means so much to me, like, you know, because that's who I see him for. That's who I see you all for, even if I don't know you. I mean, I know a lot of you. So hi, I can speak to that. But, you know, it was worth every tough conversation. It was worth every, you know, we had a wedding this year, right? Like it was worth a lot of hard, like hard stuff for him to walk into my office and and say like, oh my God, they just called me and like said this. And how excited he is about this role. And this role is paying him more than he was making before. And there were so many opportunities throughout this year for him to take a a 50% pay cut. And we had those conversations. And trust me, that money would have helped us. It would have paid our mortgage. It would have done a lot of things. And so, you know, we had to have that conversation over and over and over again. And we kept coming to the same conclusion of we're playing the long game here. And after every month, we'll check in. And if it gets to a point where we can't play the long game anymore, we'll switch to the short game. But right now we're playing a long game. And so I just want to tell you all that your opportunity is waiting for you, even if you feel desperation. And trust me, I saw my husband go through that. I hope he's not going to listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> I don't think he did. I actually know he does not listen to my podcast episode. So it's a good thing. We can talk all about him, all, all, as much about him as we want. Um, but, you know, your opportunity is waiting for you out there. And I know desperation sitting in. I know panic is sitting in, whether you are laid off, whether you are you know, in a toxic work environment, whatever that looks like for you. I just ask you to not let the desperation win. It can be there. It's going to live there. I Trust me. I, I have personally felt it over the last year. I have felt those moments. I felt it rise and rise and rise. But we can't let the desperation win. Desperation is going to only attract more desperation. It's going to attract roles that seek desperation, right? Panic is only going to seek more panic, right? So I, I want you to think, keep that in mind. And so while it can exist, I am not telling you to just think positively and everything will go away. Nope, not the case, not at all. Like I said, positivity is my number two strength. But you cannot out-positive this. But what you can do is try to neutralize it. And you can say, all right, like, yes, I'm feeling desperation. Yes, I'm feeling panic, right? We can name those feelings. And you can say, I know what my value is. And I know what my skill set is, right? Your skills, the skills that you have, those are tangible facts, It's not thoughts about yourself, right? I know what my skill set is. I know what my core values are. I know what my interests are. I know what that looks like. I know how I want to feel in my next role, right? And that can help you neutralize and not let the desperation, not let the fear, not let the panic win. As soon as you let it win, you get stuck in that cycle. And like I said, I know people who've been in that cycle for decades, for decades. We can't let the desperation win. Okay, 
I hope this episode made sense. I cried three times. Um, had no notes. I don't actually, it's funny. I don't actually usually have a lot of notes, but I usually, I usually just have some semblance in my mind of what I want to talk about. Um, but this was just like a, a hit, a hit, hit the record and, and rock and roll. So I hope this helps. Um, if it does help you, let me know. Uh, <laughs> you can feel free to DM me on LinkedIn and just let me know. Or you can email me, hello at the Uh Let me know if um, this is helping you in any way. And like I said, we have the Nail Your Niche workshop series uh, that's going on on Wednesday. It's a great way to be able to figure out some of this stuff. But if it's not available to you right now financially or time-wise, I totally get that. Um, like I said, I have a ton of other podcast episodes um, on this podcast right here uh, that can help at least set you in that right direction. But I just encourage all of you, if that desperation's coming up, just take a pause, take a beat, and let's not let that win. Okay. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to the L&D Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.